Good evening again. Or good afternoon. It's 5 o'clock on this March 9th, 2019 again. Yes, it's me again. Are you sick of me yet? You probably will be. Um, still catching up. Um, 2014, right around then, the Lord um, had uh, put another uh, nugget inside of me. I'd like to say another inside my spirit. Uh, having when our eyes are open the Lord also gives us his discernment it's his discernment not ours um, to be able to recognize what is of him and what is not and what is evil now that doesn't mean that we're not we don't make mistakes still on occasion um, and we choose the wrong one <coughs> but he gave me a bold one that's called the false church um, and then of course we all know that when we're born again we become the true church the church of of the Lord Lord Jesus Christ um, and it's only Jesus to build his church I mean when you look at different false churches I think you must have been showing me uh, the foolishness of how the difference between when it's God building his church which that's a true church. We cannot build God's church. It's nowhere in scripture saying we build his church. It's only the Lord. Because we can't cause anybody to be born again. Um, we can't pronounce anybody born again. It's only the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, there have been differences of opinion. Those are suffering. Um it is God that chooses his leaders. It's not us. We can't. I'm not an advocate of believing in resumes and whatnot. All I was just showing is a way to make people become very pride or proudful uh, <clears throat> of their accomplishments. And showing, okay, we're only going to hire somebody that's already in a pastoral position what, or already in a um, ministerial position or has the current experience in my case a lot of times looking for an accounting position they're going to say well the person has to be already in a position see that doesn't mean you have the experience that doesn't mean that uh, you're not equipped to handle any position if God opens the door then he already knows that we're equipped um, it's not a matter of what we've done. God looks very little of what we've done in the past. Uh, actually, our life before being born again, he no longer looks at it. He puts his fires away as the east is from the west. That's called sin. Uh, <clears throat> when employers or potential employers foolishly don't look at all a person's expertise, you, know, you may have one successful moment currently, but your whole life was failures. You want to look at failures. When you're potentially looking to hire somebody, you want to see, okay, have they done it? You know, and to foolishly look just at somebody's past, and, okay, you got the experience in the past, but you haven't done it. First, first of all, what's the reason? Were they in it and they didn't really have the experience, so they chose to say, okay, you know what? You're right. This is not my expertise. I'm going to go pursue what my talents and skills line up with. Or it may just be the case that you've left it and for whatever reason the company may be declining. They may have been losing 
accounts or you know executive change and we says you know what we need to get rid of some people uh, you need to look at the overall picture it's just like when ministers exactly like when ministers um, only take one or two verses and they foolishly build a whole sermon a whole message based on that one sermon the true way here the true biblical way you need to look at all the instances that God has spoken those words uh, <clears throat> and just see if it's and not to say that <clears throat> excuse me God cannot and even to this day does not um, just speak on just one verse but for us when we're studying his word when we're studying to provide a lesson you want to look at all God's counsel at those you know sometimes people have confused all his counsel but when we're getting back to a church a church that just sticks on one verse a church that just sticks on one culture um a church that twists scripture like Satan uh, clearly did in the garden by leaving out one or two words changing it to a meaning that's uh not what God intended it to say. That's again. That's called word studies. That's called Strong's and different ad and different takes on it to see how he means. And then taking that word and looking throughout all Scripture and seeing if the meaning stays the same uh, in related words. Um, first study. Satan is a massive deceiver. He's been doing this since the beginning. Some of the verses that the Lord put upon the heart to tell. To see if it's God appointing a leader or <clears throat> Satan through a human being is back in numbers. Some of the verses that kind of jotted down is Numbers 27, 15, 17, when uh, God put on Moses' heart to prepare the people of God to choose the next next shepherd, the next leader. You know, obviously God must have impressed upon him, saying, um, "You're not physically gonna stay alive." Forever and ever and ever, um, you're eventually gonna die. So start, you know, this is the criteria basically. It was actually speaking it regarding Joshua. However, this goes along with the way every church is. One that's um, when you look at a priest or a pastor, you want one that's gonna go. These words say, go in before um, shepherds of people of God, not just comes in delivers the message and. Everybody goes and does their own thing. But actually, shepherd. A shepherd truly cares about those under him. Uh, they, you know, go home every night with them in prayer over them. The Lord has so impressed upon that person's heart to know when one of them is struggling. You don't have to get on the phone or send a text or whatever. You know, he may prompt you to do that, <clears throat> to say what you're going through. God already knows it. It's God in control. Let me pray with you. Boom. At any hour of the night. Um, you're not going to do with so many. That's what the overall eldership is. Um, it's more than just one person. But the ultimate one in charge is going to be the pastor. That's the way God set it up. The person in charge. Well, the person in charge is Jesus, actually. But the <coughs> person here upon the earth has <coughs> chosen a vessel to pastor and his wife, if he's you know, married, you know, because I don't believe God would send just a man alone 
to go minister to a woman. I think that's where a pastor's wife, or if he is single, you'll grab an elder and his wife to go with him. I said, we need to go talk to the sister in the church. Sister church. She's struggling. We need to go pray with her. Okay, let's go. Jump in a car. Um, and get there. Or walk if you... If it's all in one community, but it's saying to come out, to come in and go out. It's like a military, like David should have done, instead of going up on this, becoming private, going up on his his mansion, so to speak, and looking down and seeing this poor uh, woman and poor man's wife, you know, bathing out there. You, God was probably saying to him, "Don't do it, don't do, don't do it." And obviously, he ignored him. And he did, did it anyways. Uh, back then, in that culture, in that context, the leaders, the political leaders, went with, were fighting with, the men were fighting with their soldiers, their warriors. They didn't sit behind and just bark orders or bark on a memo. You know, how many leaders do that now? They just sit around, sitting on their big butts, letting them get bigger, sitting on a computer, barking orders, sending out memos. Get up off your butt and go walk to him and says, hey, let's go for a walk. Uh, let me show you the proper way to do this. That's a leader. And that's a leader like Jesus Christ and not a leader like human man. Um, so the you know, false church, are they doing that? Are they doing like this world does? <clears throat> are, they preaching, um, are they preaching that Jesus is the Christ, is the anointed one? Or are they denying it? First John reminds us that... <clears throat> <clears throat> the Antichrist form of church, the Antichrist leadership, denies Jesus is the Christ. Matthew 16, and God chose to use Peter to remind him that Jesus was asking his boys what, um, they're actually disciples, there may be women there too, uh, some of the ladies may have been there too, I'm not positive, uh, saying his disciples, but we'll go back and check it out later. Um, he says, who do people say they are? Okay, now who do you say I am? See, sometimes God will do that. Sometimes God will say, who is everybody telling you I am? He got Elijah, resurrected. He got the prophets, whatever, different things. But then he asked them, who do you say? Peter gave the answer, and the correct one, he is the Christ. That's the anointed one of God. It's only God himself. And it was on that foundation, not on Peter, but it was on that foundation that the church of God is built on, that Christ built his church. He's the one that saves the people. He's the one that softens their heart. We, our response is to communicate with God, that's prayer, and open the word. If we're praying and don't have an open word, whether it's on our phone or a physical word, I would advise, because of text that can come in, that you get an open word and put your phone aside, put it on a charger, uh, and then go into another room if you get the case, or just don't answer text when it comes in. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. Um, another false church, example of it, pharisaical church, um, are they only focused on <coughs> meeting external needs? Now, there are times external needs we are to meet as a church. The government is not a church, is not a leader. Uh, it's not the government's place to take care of the people. It's the people of God's place, first and foremost. We are the ones charged with it. That's why when the 5,000 
It was right after the sermon. You figured that was a long sermon. That was probably hours. They had no food, no nothing. And they obediently sat there and listened. Every word that the Lord was saying to them. Uh, <clears throat> of course, when they were done, the guy said, I bet they're hungry now. Just send them off so they can go. And Jesus says, it's too far for some of them. Because some of them did travel distances. He says, you feed them. Philip's the one that says, excuse me, Lord. We were going to get this much food. We were going to get this much money for the food. Again, they weren't trusting in God's provision, miraculous supernatural provision. God can feed zillions of people with what little bit we have in there. Again, so are you in a church or a ministry that's only working on the outside? If they're so what they're doing, they're doing what Galatians chapter 6 says. And that's another lesson that I've already shared and placed up online for our edification and our learning and our correction. Is when they're feeding the flesh, when they sow into the flesh, they're going to reap corruption. However, when we sow to the Spirit, the Spirit of God, um, we're going to reap eternal life. I don't know about you, but I want eternal life in Jesus. I don't want eternal life in hell. That's just another way. Another way to tell the true church, Jesus' church, from a false church is Acts 2, 40-45. It was God that was adding to them daily. They stood to the Apostles' Creed, basically the whole Word of God, um, because that's all they were teaching, the words of Jesus, who are the words of God. That's all one word. Um... What are they teaching? Do they add more opinion than the Word of God? Do they add to it? God doesn't permit any one of His teachers or preachers to preach opinion. Now, we may say, from my limited understanding right now, this is what I believe the Lord is saying. We can pick up one verse today and God will interpret it, if, depending on what our circumstances are at the moment, say something. It's not that he changes the verse or the meaning. We may have read that same verse 20 years ago and heard him say something different. You look back at the two meanings, if you're a note taker or a journaler, same verse. It's all the same meaning. And if you were able to mark down and remember our circumstances then and now, same meaning, it applies to both. That's why we gotta be you know, a lot of us gotta be careful when we're applying the word. Is that what the Lord's saying? So again, be very careful. The Antichrist is building up many churches. He's adding a lot of churches. It's a church is based on a building that's old testament. New Testament's not been a building. Now yes, they did go into temples and you know, because Judaism was still there, it wasn't eliminated, you know, they still had to go to the temple and the guys still go to still went to the temple at the time. But you got people like Liddy and all that when they prayed, they went down by the riverside and prayed um prayed and talked to God out there. You can go wherever. You we're not tied we're no longer tied to a building. There are religious and denominational false teachings or they didn't start out as such. They're just saying, Oh well if you want to pray, you have to go into a building or go into a home until the government takes the home out there and you know, finds an excuse to take the home. Uh, <coughs> the Antichrist wants to control us completely. Uh, he wants to tell us what to do, when to do it. Our employers 
Lots of tell us what to do and when to do it. Now, yes, if you're at work, yes, you need to be doing the job until the Lord. But that does not mean you cannot you know, sing unto the Lord. You cannot witness to the Lord. You know, you cannot tell, share the gospel saying when they say, why are you different than the others? I said to myself, you need to change. No, 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 no. We work, we should be working the way we do because we want to glorify the Lord Jesus, period. And people tell us to change, basically they're telling God to change. They're telling God, I says, I don't believe in them. I don't want to hear that crap. That ain't crap. Don't stop. What they do is fire you. They'd be very careful. They're going to find a reason to fire you. I've been in management and before my, you know, before I knew the Lord. Um, trust me, your employers will always find a most stupid reason. And don't say you can, you can be sued because our jobs, according to every state government and federal laws, labor laws, are at will. We can be taken for any purpose the employer deems necessary. Now, yeah, they cannot use gender-based or religion-based. They can find something. I myself had numerous complaints. Unless your union, those complaints don't necessarily have to be in writing. It'd be advisable if it ever gets questioned. And then usually it is. And, and I can't go into specifics, obviously, because I will not do that. Because that could also raise up. The devil could use it to grab bitterness in there. So again, do you know the difference between a false church and the church of Jesus Christ? There are clear differences when we are born again in Christ Jesus. Until we get to that point, that one moment in time. That's a split second. That's all the Lord takes. Boom. So to being able to point one. Most of the time we can when the point of change uh, is when that change occurs. It's usually going to stick out. I suck at journaling, so that's just like, but I remember the true date. But before that, I was hearing the Lord before. I was recognizing him. So I could point to other dates of possibilities. But when it took effect, then he ignited that fire in me. We'll say 2002. Um, when is your date? Have you had that date yet? Do you know it? It's simple. Romans 10, 9 and 10, 10. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, confess with your mouth. But to get to that confessing point, God has to soften your heart and bring repentance. You have to turn from the way you're going. The way of the world, the false way. <clears throat> the, um, the way of the flesh and turn towards Jesus but God's the one that does that power he's the one what, so he softened your heart you go a couple more verses beyond that it says you need to hear the gospel those people are praying those of us that are praying to say Lord soften their hearts make them receptive to the gospel and allow someone whether it be myself or otherwise the opportunity to preach the gospel. Everybody's got to hear the gospel. And everybody will hear the gospel. 
If we're praying beforehand, God's going to automatically solve our heart. He's going to raise up circumstances, whatever he needs to do, to bring it up. So, if it's you that he sends, the moment you go into that person, the moment you talk and go approach that person, boom, their heart's already receptive and saying, tell me what you're going to do. And then listen, sincerely listen. And then at the right moment, the Spirit of God is going to prompt you to say, now, present them the gospel. They're already going to receive it. Boom. The Lord just added to it. You didn't. You were blessed to be a vessel. And your blessing will be great, yes. Um, for eternity when we get to heaven. And it may be a blessing because you obeyed and we obeyed. So again, just ponder that one. Love you. Father God, I pray, Father God, right now for this message, Father God, I pray as we get closer and closer to your coming in the clouds for your true church, for your one single church, which is not building base. It's not tied to any building anywhere on the face of this earth, but it is tied to you, the person of Jesus Christ. Father God, I pray, Father God, that you will give, give forth your strong discerning spirit and hope the Holy Spirit to give them eyes to see whether they're sitting under a false teaching or not and like Abraham did for his nephew Lot and his family when you send forth angels angels to go and grab them out of there even if you have to do like they did to Lot and his family take them by the hand and drag them out pulled them out while they walked them out but they let them out but they did take their hand and again pull them because they knew they were reluctant to leave don't let them look back at what they're leaving let them remember Lot's wife then look back it may be another pillar of salt or it may just be they love this world better than they love Jesus in their parish I mean they may hopefully they don't sign their fate but I pray for wisdom I pray for discernment that they come out I pray that the number of people sitting in fonts churches decrease by your power Father God will you cause such a shake up within those churches during the time of Antichrist when you take us home out of the way then they'll get many back many more people in those buildings Father God but for now the age of grace that you will cause those buildings to become desolate and empty and there will not be one person in there that is listening to that garbage in Jesus name Amen Love you all, thank you